not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! Uh, no carrots, please. Mobile suit? Roger that. Mobile suit. Mobile suit. Change. Although all enemies were defeated, Earth did not change one bit! The commander! <laughs> He's lost it! <laughs> every other day, every other day, every other day Mobile suits. You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm the enemy, you idiot! Miss Matilda! Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fanholes Mobile Suit Mondays. Continuing our long adventure in exploring the anime series Gundam Build Fighters, we're going to be taking a look at episode 3 today. And this episode is titled Full Package. <laughs> so, basically, we, we open up on a scene of... Mr. Rawl, and then it, I wasn't sure who it was at first. I was kind of, I, I, I still keep hoping that it's going to be Psy that eventually starts like really piloting the mobile suit, but it is a Mr. Rawl and Ragey, and they're training in the little Plofsky particle room they have in the back of the store. And, you know, of course, some of the things we were speculating about in the last episode, like why does Ragey just disappear in a poof of red light and all that other stuff. You know, of course, Psy is wondering the same thing, because he's like, who the heck are you? You know, like, why do you disappear and everything? And then they go into this kind of origin story, or I guess Reiji, you know, sort of explains, like, exactly who he is and where he comes from. He, he says he comes from a country called Aryan, and that he was a prince who was heir to the throne. And then he found a treasure but the treasure magically transported him to Earth. So, of course, Psy, like, takes his pulse and everything, like he's fucking crazy <laughs> at that point. You know, like, what, what the hell's wrong with you and everything? And so they're, they're kind of skeptical, at least Psy is, about, you know, where he comes from or whatever. Like, do you think, do you guys think that's a legitimate origin? Like, do you, Mike, do you think, like, that's for really reals, or do you think that's just some crock of shit He's selling Psy right now. I I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, it's... I mean, it sounds stupid and stuff, but, like, you know, I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just what he believes. Like, he, he seemed, like, sincere. Like, even though right, he was kind right. of flippant about it, he seemed, like, sincere. So maybe that's what he really believes, but I don't know if that's, like, the real story. The real story. I'm I'm wondering like exactly what the treasure is because like in the images it's like it's like a you know pirate's treasure, but maybe the treasure turns out to be like some kind of 
you know, T-sphere or something <laughs> crazy that we don't really understand or comprehend. And the only way we can visually comprehend it right at the moment is, you know, through size eyes is maybe that it's a, you know, a pirate golden treasure chest or something like that. But maybe the treasure is actually something else. I know when, um, I, I, know when I tell people I'm an Aryan prince, they look at me weird. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah so so basically like size kind of like all right well if you're really you know like from another country from another planet basically he's like show me your psychic powers and then Reiji's kind of like you read too much manga and he's like <laughs> bow, 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 you know and then i guess if this was trey and matt stone type anime you know it'd be like it's time for a montage because there's like this big montage basically of Sai working all these long hours and he's fallen asleep at school because he's trying to build this ultimate gunpla model. I guess th- this this part cracked me up too because then I guess, you know, Reiji's continuing to hone his skills and training and everything. And so like Mr. Rawl takes Reiji to what can only be described as a fight club speakeasy of like <laughs> old men like fighting with their gun plus or whatever <laughs> like and so they all kind of come up and they when they see mr rawl come into this like basically it's like a bar like where you'd be playing pool but instead of pool tables it's like these little gun plus model battle you know centers or whatever which is kind of funny but it's like it's like this is hardcore gun plus like this is like streetwise gun plus <laughs> they were it's happened. like they were into gun plus before it was cool like yeah it's like it's like now it, yeah it's funny how he, Mr. Rawl has that that little monologue about he's like well gun plus popular all over asia and even europe and north america you know like <laughs> even europe and north america <laughs> so i guess they were into gun plus long before even it was popular all over Asia or Japan or that that's the insinuation. So they're all crusty old time veterans of gunpla fights. And they're all of course saluting Mr. Rawl, you know, saying Zig Zion and everything. They're all kind of hailing him. And then, of course, like a certain poster on a certain message board that we all hang out at, all the, I guess, patrons of the bar are shocked and appalled when Reiji says that he's never actually built a Gunpla model before. They're like, what? Why don't you go play with dolls then? Go away. And they're like, kind of, you know, they, they, they're like, how can you actually be a good fighter if you've never you know, built the model. Yeah, and then at this kid. point, I, <laughs> at this point I was going to ask Mike since, since he, he now has, is no longer a virgin. Like you, you actually built a, a model recently, didn't you? Yeah. I built uh, the dark hound from eight Gundam age, but well, I, I had built stuff before that. Like when, right when Gundam wing was coming out and like, like you could buy them at like toys R us and stuff. Like I built a couple of the wing sets, but like, I, I didn't really like hold on to them or anything, but, yeah, the, okay. I built the Dark Hound from Age, and it's pretty cool. I mean, it'll. So, do you do you, do you think you'd be a better gunpla fighter since you built more slightly, models? Than I you? don't think so. I mean, I think okay. I would. If anything, I think I would be a good gunpla fighter because I play like Gundam Extreme Versus or something. There you go. Some video there you game. Go. Yeah, I, I would be an excellent gunpla like fighter because I, I've built models too. Like when I'm like Mike, I, I was into them when they came out with like Wing and stuff. And I would, of course, bring out my secret weapon, which is, of course, you know, the Panoline Marker! 
<laughs> I gotta tell you though. So like, what do you like? Do you just when you use the the marker on parts, is that just a highlight? It, it's it's like it kind of gives them, and edges. It, it's like it's it's really just a felt tip pen, really. And oh, okay. and all you do is you just kind of go over the like panel lines and stuff. And I, I guess not to sound too uh, too Hollywood. But all it does is it just kind of makes the figure pop because it kind of shows off all the little detail lines and all that stuff. It's it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like when people do like a black paint wash on like an action figure just to like yeah. sort of bring out the sculpt or whatever. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's all it is. <laughs> and, and as Mike was uh, positing the uh, time, because Mike was actually building it in real time while we were recording the episode, he was just being quiet. The stickers on Gundam models suck. Yeah, they do. I, I was gonna say, like, I'll tell you, like, you, like, I remember when we were talking about Transformers, like, a few weeks ago, we were like, man, those like friggin' eye stickers for like the Seekers yeah, friggin' yeah. suck. And like, yeah, I had to like, not only did I have to put like the eyes on the Dark Hound, then I had to like put another like plastic piece over his face and put like apply a little like eye patch sticker to his like eye patch too. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, man, but I, I managed to do it. Like, I, I was like, it took me a couple like a lot of patience and a, like pair of tweezers, but I like managed to get it on. So are you are you happy with with the results? Like the final yeah. way the looks yeah there's a there's a guy on youtube his name is vangelis and he does a lot of build videos and what he does and i I might do this if i ever get into models again because i've been thinking about kind of putting together models it's very relaxing is he gets like really tiny stickers and he puts edge of a toothpick on it and he like puts them on with a toothpick and i'm like oh yeah that could work yeah i was gonna say like i i I used to like pair of tweezers but that even that that seems like pretty effective too i'm sure yeah, I'm sure everybody has their own, like, tricks of the trade on how they they like to build stuff. I guess it's funny because this show mainly features or, or, or focuses on the actual Gunpla battle fighting, not so much the actual model building, at least especially in this episode. But I guess getting back to the sort of synopsis of what we were talking about, basically, even though all these guys are shocked that Reiji's never built a Gunpla, He's going to fight with these guys in the, the Gundam speakeasy or whatever you want to call it. And basically, he, he, he asks for the weakest model of Gundam, which I kind of laughed at because the, the bartender comes up. And then which which one does he give him? <laughs> the best one of them all, the ball. You can't beat him with a ball. Are you out of your mind? There's no time for talk. Now get out of here. Now that'll hold you. Yeah, I, I, I like that because I thought it was kind of funny because like it's like even when you're playing, um, what's the battle, um, battle assault? Battle assault. Yeah, you know it's like it's like that's like the shittiest <laughs> the like and you can pick play or whatever. But like he basically, I mean he he kicks their ass with the ball. Like he seems to kick all of their asses, and then they're gonna they're basically about to team up on him. You know, all five of these, you know, kind of Zeon looking patrons. You know, they're all gonna kind of to take his wallet in all five of them. But then all of a sudden, like, a bunch of sort of mobile suit beam beam rifle blasts go off and destroy all five guys. And it turns out we're introduced to another new character, who is Riccardo Fellini of Italy. 
and it looks like they're trying to set him up as a new rival for Reiji. And it looks like you've got his gunpla as your avatar, Mike, so do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah, it's a, a variant of the Wing Gundam called, I think, the Fennis is the sub title. It's basically like the Wing Gundam, only primarily in green, and, like, its left side, like, all all its, like, sort of features are, like, I don't know, like, accentuated on the left side. Like, both both its wings are on the left side, so it has, like, sort of a weird, like, side cape thing, and it's got, like, like all, like, the sharper edges are on the left side, so it kind of has a, I don't know, a weird, like, asymmetrical silhouette, but, like, I, I thought it looked cool. And I guess, I guess it does kind of reflect real life in a way, because, like we were talking about before, you know, you would say that, you know, North America and probably Europe might have been exposed to Gundam Wing more so than, say, Asia. So you've got, like, say, you know, whereas you've got Size Dad, who has the, the RX-78, you know, you've got this world champion from Italy, you know, piloting a variant of the the Wing Gundam, so... It's kind of cool that he has kind of like Nataku colors too, because he's got the green on there. Yeah, it's it's. I was thinking that too. I was like, it's kind of like almost like yeah, the Dragon Gundam's colors almost. But I don't know. It's kind of like cool. it's it's almost like a, a mashup, a ma- a Mazo version of uh, <laughs> yeah of, of the Wing well, Boys. I, I, I will say about Ricardo though, like like I've seen more episodes like ahead of you guys, and he he's become like my favorite character on the show. So like he just what do you call he. What do you call? He's from like I'm Italian too, so he's from Italy, and like he just what do you call? He, he gets, he's your boy. Yeah, basically, yeah. He gets a lot of funny lines later on, and yeah. Yeah, he seems he seems like a he seems like one of those cool, honorable rival type guys. Like he's gonna, you you know that they're probably gonna get into matches with them later on or something to that effect. But he also seems like you know a pretty solid kind of guy, you know. Probably end so. up being friends, kind of like the whole Chibody and, you know. Yeah, yeah, no things like that, thing, like, yeah. like a friendly rivalry instead of, like, I want to, like, you know, strangle your neck kind of rivalry. <laughs> but we, we also, speaking of the RX-78, there's a little sort of dream flashback where Sai's seeing his dad and everything, and then he wakes up, and he's, of course, back in school, and then his, his little girlfriend, Kusaka, is in the class with him and everything, and basically, like, his his hard work, you know, all this time he spent making modifications in the, the you know, the Trey and Matt Stone, you know, montage, like, is finally complete, and so now he's calling it the Build Strike Hence the title of the episode, Full Package. So that, that is now done. There's also a flashback to art class. And I guess, you know, this is Kusaka's way of sort of trying to understand what Sai does. You know, like she's, she's obviously, you know, kind of smitten with him and, and likes him and everything. But she kind of wants to understand, like, why he's so passionate about Gunpla. And so she kind of remembers him you know, observing her in art class and and how he liked her real-life portrait of flowers and how the colors popped and how he sort of related everything to to Gunpla models and that kind of thing. And so, basically, she kind of says, oh, it's it's Lori Kuhn's artwork, you know, like that, his his making Gunplas, that's his version of art. So he's he's an artist in his own way. So that's that's kind of the... The idea there. I, w- I will say I've never put one together, but I've seen pictures of it. 
If you put together a perfect grade model kit from Gundam, yeah, that's pretty much fucking art. You know what? What's interesting about that is that that that's why I guess I'm a, a lazy bastard who doesn't want to build them myself or whatever. But I, I remember being on Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica, and there's a store there called Puzzle Zoo, and there were people. You know, I don't know if it was like you know employees at the store or they had friends or something that built them and donated them or how that worked or whatever. But you would you would see these finished, completed, you know, build grade models in glass cases basically to help. You know, kind of like size store. You know, in in the anime. You know, like you'd see these these finished, completed models in the glass cases and spindles and everything. And yeah, they definitely they look gorgeous. Like when they're all finished and everything. And like paint, me, I know, up, yeah, and yeah. Me, me, I know. I'd buy it and be like, oh, this looks like a hunk of plastic. Where's <laughs> the paint? Like it looks all you know. I, I'd put some cans of tomato soup on it, and it would look really awful. But the the versions that they had in the store just looked you know great. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things. Like, there's a guy on the the board we post at, and he's put up a couple pictures of like the miniatures that he's painted up from like fantasy games and stuff like that. And I just I have not the patience or the the steady hand to paint something that's like barely an inch tall with like such detail. So I, oh right, yeah, yeah, that's props to those people with the steady hands. Yep, definitely. Speaking speaking of steady hands, back to the synopsis. Sasaki, who is the Eddie Haskell, I point him, of the series, his Guyan uh, wins a match, and then the uh, president of the Gunpla Club, his name's Tsukayuki, wins a match, but he's, he's kind of unsatisfied. He's like, this is too easy. I want, you know, I want a real challenge and everything. And um, it, it almost looks like at this point, you know, now it's, it's the turn for the, the Build Strike full package to, to participate in a battle in the tournament. And it looks like Reiji's running late or whatever, you know, like Sai thinks he's going to have to fight in his stead. And, you know, the only thing I have down in my notes is I, I that doesn't actually happen. You know, Reiji is running late. He shows up at the last minute and he apparently was off, you know, fighting like 200 different matches with Ricardo Fellini, you know, so, so he was trying to improve his skills and all that stuff. But... I, I kind of hope that, that that's actually realized later, like that Psy actually does get to sort of not just be, you know, a co-pilot. And, a, you know, I, I know they set him up as this fantastic builder of Gunpla models and everything, but I, I hope he actually gets to sort of realize some some fighting on his own that's, without... I, I, was, I know we discussed it or like in an earlier like review, but like I, I was kind of hoping it would turn out to be like a fight club like toward it thing, like how Ra- Ragey is actually like Psy or, you know... Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that they're they're the same person almost, but you just don't know it or something. Yeah, I would I would kind of like if that was the actual origin instead of the alien treasure chest that beams in Ragey or whatever. If he's if he if Psy is the Ed Norton to Ragey's Brad Pitt, that would be that would be pretty excellent, I think. Gentlemen, I want you to hit me the fight club. as hard as you can. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about my children of history, man. This is chemical purpose. Of the second rule of Fight Club is we're not your job. You do not talk about Fight Club. Pain. But Ragey, of course, wins his battle like with one shot. 
And then, you know, Psy is crying these tears of joy that they won, and Reggie's kind of like, why are you whimpering? Like, what were you being all a baby for and everything? And then, I, I know this is barely noticeable, but I, I think it's kind of funny that Suzaki, you know, I call him Eddie Haskell, but Eddie Haskell is like, you can see he's in the background, like, biting his, like, shirt or his handkerchief or something, because he's like, oh my god, this guy just beat him with, Joel. like, one I call him Joel. <laughs> yeah, Joel. <laughs> So, I mean, and that, I mean, I, I kind of jump over the, the, I guess, the big climax, but, I mean, the, he does win the battle relatively easy. There's not a, a a whole lot of drama, you know, other than the drama in, is Reiji going to show up or not? Like, that's the big drama moment, but as far as the battle goes, there's not a whole lot of, like, once Reiji shows up, it's kind of like, okay, we're all good, you know, kind of thing. And that's basically how, how the episode ends until the after credit scene. And so I guess kind of building up this relationship between Kasaka and Sai, like she comes to the model shop to visit him. And, you know, I, I guess it's I, I think it's under the pretense. This is a girl trick. Like she says that she came because her little brother wants to build a gunpla. But like she came because she wants Sai's jock. Like that's what <laughs> I think. So that, that's just the pretense. And so she's like, she's like basically are there any gunpla for girls like because she's trying to like basically you know understand where he's coming from <laughs> well there's no bell gundam and no bell gundam and no <laughs> bell gundam <laughs> i was just going to bring this up because i thought it might be an interesting bit of discussion but as far as their relationship goes like what do you think of of that like do you think you would want a girlfriend that like shared your outside hobbies and passions? Like, if you really dug gunpla building, would you want a girlfriend who equally dug gunpla building? Or would you want that sort of as a fortress of solitude away to yourself? Like, like what do you guys think about that? I mean, for me, like, as long as we have different hobbies, too, like, as long as we don't like every single thing the same, you know, it's like, if I'm like, yay, we just build them all together. Now I'm going to go watch this TV show. Like, oh, I like that TV show. And as long as it's different, that's cool. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. It'd be kind of cool. I mean, the, the only thing that would, you know, kind of suck is if, like, you know, you're like, everybody knows you is this amazing, like, oh, man, you made the best Gunplus ever. And then, like, your girlfriend starts making better ones. And, you know, <laughs> like, well, fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or it's like you can't, like, critique them because you're like, yeah, that's great, honey. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. What if, what if your girlfriend made crappy Gunpla <laughs> models, but then you want to get laid, so then you have to say, like, how great they are, you know? I don't think the leg's supposed to go there, but that's, that's really thinking out of the box, honey. That's awesome. Um, See, I, I just, you know, to me, I, I have these nightmarish visions where, you know, if, if you had a, a girlfriend who was into comic books, but then she loved Brian Michael Bendis, like, it's like you, you'd wonder why you were even attempting to to uh, go out with her in the first place. I don't even know? want to have sex anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how hot you are. You like Bendis. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I mean, I'd be fine. But I, I mean, I've dated girls that, like, have the same interests as me, and, I mean, it's never really a problem. But sometimes, especially, like, in this case, like, where, like, they're just getting into it, and they're like, you know... 
I don't know, like they make a wrong step and you don't want to say like, you know, something like that, like, like you want to be nice. So you're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. like she was, if she said something like, you know, oh, I read this story and I thought it was like the best story I ever read. And I, I'd be like, oh, that's not really well, you know, like, yeah, it's good for like some like, you know, you kind of struggle. I'm like, well, I'm sure it's good if you don't know anything else. Like, <laughs> it's like you don't want to say like, it's good if you're like dumb, you know, you know, it's, right, right. Well, but but also, like, it, it seems like her motivation, at least in this case, and maybe you'd assume in these imaginary instances that we're coming up with, that it would be a similar motivation as she's trying to sort of understand where Sai's coming from because she likes him. So, you know, like, hopefully, I, I guess in an ideal world, if if that person shared your exact interests, she'd know not to read Brian Michael Bendis, you know what I mean, or, or or whatever, or at least she'd read it with you and make fun of it with you, and then you could like have a good time together or something. Yeah, yeah. as long as she wasn't like you know, like the ball is the best Gundam unit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least like like Kosaka seems to be like an art student, so she kind of like it's yeah. in, it's in her wheelhouse at least. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it does seem like it's in her wheelhouse, and it, and it seems like even in his, even though he doesn't admit it, like you know, even Sai, like he's like, oh, I like just doing sketches, you know. I like visualizing what my models are going to be like, but it seems like they they do kind of have that that wheelhouse in common at least. So yeah, I think it, I think it's kind of sweet. Like like it doesn't it it doesn't come off as annoying or anything. It comes no off as, no like, not really at all. Sweet. Like they 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 seem to have a, a nice blossoming relationship. Like it's nice. Yeah, in most animes it would be like you know like the girl would be like you like gumpla models. That's so childish. <laughs> you know. Yeah, or like the 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 chicks in uh, Great Teacher Onizuka, where they just make fun of all the kind of palm sweaty nerds, as as some would call them, you know. Or they've got the little the little uh, nose drool or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, you like Gundam? It's like, yeah, baby, I like Gundam, <sighs> you know, like that kind of thing. So. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> hey, Miss Konzaki, look at the room number. Don't you know what that is? No. What? It's double o eighty. 0080, war in the pocket. Haven't you seen Gundam? No. Like, come on. It's a masterpiece, especially the scene where Bernie went in with Zaku Tukai. It was so gloomy. Tell us which episode of Gundam is your favorite of all time. Based on your answer, we'll know everything about you. It's sort of like fingerprints or DNA. Yeah, it's called Gundam reading. I'm an expert at it. For instance, if you say Zeta, it means you like war. Really? Then what about Gene? The people who watch that are just little kids. That's Char. <laughs> oh, you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know. Let's try and guess which episode Miss Kanzaki likes. My guess is Bright Hasaway. It's really dark. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun tonight, you guys. Yeah, I know. I read that book. You are so right. You know what? I brought a bunch of tapes, so let's have a Gundam marathon for the entire vacation. Yeah, Miss Kanzaki will love that. <laughs> Someone help me! I don't understand a single word they're saying! But yeah, so I mean, I mean that's pretty much the episode in its totality. I, uh, is there any last thoughts or anything that anybody has to say before we skedaddle for this episode of Mobile Suit Mondays? I was gonna say like the the as, as far as design goes, like every like I, I find it funny that like every like as soon as he like shows the build strike full package to everyone, everyone's like, oh my god, it's like so perfect and everything. And I was kind of like, I don't know, like I don't like I, the design like. 
it, it kind like you could I don't know, it looks like a toy basically. Like it doesn't look <laughs> like a actual like Gundam that would be in a like actual show basically. <laughs> Mike's like the guy in the back is like, "It's all right." I mean, yeah, exactly. I'd be like, "Well, it's not perfect. It's all right, you know." But, you know, like, even, like, their ri- their rival, like, Yuki, is like, oh, my God, you know, like, I'm so, like, turned on by this, like, right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I know... It, it is it is the full package. And, and, Joel, and Joel's all like, I heard it can drive up walls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always, I mean, I've always been one of those kind of guys that, like, especially, like, Gundam shows, I usually never like the main starring Gundam. It's, I mean, I, there's a couple of shows I do, but, like, more often than not, if it's a show that features multiple Gundams, I like one of the, like, you know, companion buddy Gundams or even the bad guys, like, you know, Zaku suit, whatever, or Gelgoog or whatever. I usually like a different one than the guy who's supposed to be the star. So, I mean, I guess I kind of yeah. share Mike's, yeah, that's... I like cool Gundams, like Gundam Wing. I much prefer the Death Scythe or the Heavy Arms instead of Gundam Wing, you know? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I like Yuki Saku probably better. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's cool. I mean, I, I guess for me, I don't I don't tend to think of them as much more than a means to an end, so I'm not, like, super highly critical of it. Like, if somebody tells me, like, that's the bestest model ever, I'm 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 not discounting what what you say because I I see what you're saying. You're like, are you sure that's the full package? Like, is it really the full package? Like, is there not a a fuller package somewhere else out there? You know. But then the, for me, I'm just kind of like, you know what? If they say it's the full package, just because I don't think it is, like, I'll just go along with it for right now until like a fuller package shows up, and then they're like, oh my god, like how can this be? Like we got our asses kicked. Or something like that. So I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I will play along. So Max Full That's Package it. Extreme. All right. Well, then this is going to be a wrap up of Mobile Suit Mondays. If you've enjoyed listening to Fanholes Mobile Suit Mondays, please continue to do so. We have plenty of other podcasts, sidecasts, written blogs, and all sorts of other sideshows that we partake in. So please continue to listen to those. You can follow us on Facebook. Twitter. We are on Stitcher Radio now. We're on Stitcher Radio. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff. We've got a Tumblr page with a bunch of fun pictures and photos and everything. So um, there's plenty of social media outlets and ways to contact us. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, you can contact us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any comments on this specific episode or any of the other new shows that we've been doing, you know, please go ahead and leave those there. And until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike, and everyone's got a full package for the full package. And this is Tony, and just to let you know, if you go on Stitcher, you can get a free app, and you don't have to worry about downloading anything. Plug! <laughs> yeah, awesome. Alright, peace!